How much more do you want from me? More. How much more successful do you want me to be? More successful. How many records can my records break? More records. But, but I'm the best. But are you a different animal and the same beast? What the f does that mean, Kobe Bryant? You're welcome. Nerdist and New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Uh, Gummy Worm, uh, with my co-host. <laughs> this is Eli, a.k.a. Kit Kat. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back with another episode, and Eli, man, this this is a tough one for me. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, we always start the episode off with celebrity deaths, and this one is a tough one. Like, almost canceled, like, tonight. Like, let's just postpone this and do it for, for another day. But I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway. Uh, because uh, we're going to say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, which I really wasn't expecting to, to say that anytime soon, especially the beginning of 2020. Uh, so news is still coming out exactly what's happened uh, with the situation and how many people were in the situation because this morning we heard it was five people in the helicopter. Now we're hearing it's nine people in the helicopter. Uh, we found out that his daughter was in the helicopter also. Uh, they're saying that basically it was like really foggy in uh, Los Angeles that morning. They hit a mountain, and that's how the helicopter went down. So, really sad stuff. Uh, it really hurts me because the thing is, uh, like Kobe is around my age, so I pretty much, you know, when he was, you know, getting into NBA, I was pretty much following his career the entire time. Uh, like I said, growing up, yeah, teenager, used to read a whole bunch of comic books, play video games, stuff like that. I kind of got out of that phase and then started getting into basketball. So I'm like. I don't talk about sports on the show a lot, but I do watch a lot of basketball. I still do. Like around that time in my teen years, yeah, ball was life, you know. So, yeah. So Kobe Bryant, in my opinion, was, you know, the best player I've ever seen, you know, uh, outside of Michael Jordan. Like, you know, growing up, yeah, Michael Jordan was pretty much worshipped as a god. That was him. So after him, it was like, who was going to be the next guy? And for like that 2000, 2010 Period. Yeah, Kobe was the guy. Kobe was the face of the NBA, you know, uh, came right out of high school. So around the same time that I graduated from high school, I went to college. He went to the NBA, stayed there the whole time. Young, knew he was too young to be in there, but you could see that the talent was there. Uh, guy with Shaq, won a whole bunch of championships. He won five championships while he was in the league. Uh, and one of his most impressive games that probably anybody's ever seen was the game where he scored 81 points, which everybody talked about today. That is the... Second most, that is the second highest uh, scoring game in NBA history, but it's actually the highest scoring game that anybody's ever seen on live TV because back in the 60s, Will Chamberlain did it, said he scored 100 points, nobody saw him do it, he just said he did it, everybody took his word for it, but nobody really saw it. This, on the other hand, when you could see Kobe scoring 81 points, it's insane. Uh, that's more than some team score on a, on a nightly basis. Like, I saw him play... And it was insane. You see five guys on him, and it's just like like Neo in the Matrix. Like when he can finally see it, he's beginning to believe 
that's what he was. Like he was in a, like a completely different zone, superhuman on another level from everybody else. It was just an amazing thing to see. Uh, the way his game played, because that's the thing, he was one of the most entertaining players we've seen also. He completely changed how the game was made because he was such a student of the game. He wasn't just a, a physically gifted athlete that could jump out the gym. He was a, a basically a basketball genius. Like he had his own show on ESPN where he used to break down, you know, games. So what he would do is that all the great players, he would study them and copy their moves. Like, you know, one night he's playing like Matt, uh, Michael Jordan. One night he's playing like Magic Johnson. You just never know what he's going to do. Uh, the best thing I can compare him to is Taskmaster. He was the Taskmaster of the NBA because he could pretty much master anybody else's game and, and mimic it uh, down to a T, you know. Uh, so, yeah, man, this this one this one hurt. Uh, on top of that, like I said, his daughter was in it. They were actually going to his daughter's basketball game where he was coaching her. And, like, two weeks you could see him on TV, and he was actually, like, uh, like you could read his lips. He was walking her through the plays of the game, like, on the sidelines. I was like, oh, man, so really hurts. And on top of that, after all this, he died the day after LeBron James passed him for the scoring title. Like, that's some weird shit, man. So, uh, like I said, Eli, this is a tough one for me. And another thing, a lot of people saying, like, why should you mourn or feel sorry for people you never met before? I'm like, because I'm a decent human being. I mean, what, what's wrong with, you know, you know, feeling empathy for somebody, you know, that lost their lives? And another thing, like I said, because you have people like, you know, Kobe Bryant or other people that we've talked about on the show, like Prince. Because we get the same argument over, over and over again. Stan Lee, Prodigy from Rock, Mob Deep, you know, a, a number of other celebrities we can name also. Oh, uh, I'd like to say if they touched your lives, impact your lives in any kind of way, there's nothing wrong for you to, you know, show empathy for them. Yeah. You know, so. I yeah. Just... I mean, I wasn't a basketball fan, but I heard of him. Yeah. So And, and that's so another like, thing because you... he, he transcended the sport. He he became like an ambassador league, he became the face of the league. So yeah. just like LeBron, just like Michael Jordan, even if you don't know anything about the sport, you know them, you know. Yeah, it's like, you know, you've reached – a level of greatness in, in your sport or whatever you do when you become a household name. Right. Yeah, I didn't follow basketball. I actually suck at basketball and can't play it for shit, but I've heard of him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I can tell that, yeah, I'm, that he was made, made an impact on a lot of people's lives, probably inspired a lot of young athletes and, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's sad to see, see them go like this it's especially shockingly like that you know right yeah i mean because he was just in a you know still the prime of life like 41 that's still young you know he's in the yeah, prime of I, his life yeah he's younger than i am you know like that's and his daughter was with them and it's just sad right he you was know? training her they were showing clips of her playing basketball and she was mimicking his moves you know like his movement body language everything like that all like oh man this is really messed up you know uh yeah. the grammys were tonight they almost had oh. to shut down the grammys <laughs> because it was in the Staples Center, you know, where the L.A. Lakers play. So when they heard about Kobe, you know, passing, everybody in L.A. gathered at the Staples Center, you know, like, you know, for, for you know, mourning or whatever like that. Yeah, memorials. Yeah. Memorial, you know, just out of out of nowhere. But they were like, OK, you have to go because the Grammys are going to be here tonight. And people are like, no, we're not leaving. You know, they showed a picture <laughs> of it. You know, it was like just a sea of people just outside the Staples Center. So I don't know how they worked this out, anything like that. But, yeah, and I heard uh, – uh, Boys the Man sung a song for Kobe, you know, on the spot or anything like that. So, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, man, this is a tough one. And the reason I'm, like I said, 
I was going to, like if this had just happened, I just heard about it, I would have canceled the podcast tonight. But that's not the Kobe way, because Kobe invented Mamba mentality. Now, and I didn't get this to why he always comes up the Black Mamba. And I, I watched Kill Bill, and I was like, oh shit, he got that from Kill Bill, because that was uh, Uma Thurman's name in there. So that became his nickname in there because he basically said that reason he comes up the Black Mamba because he was like an assassin on the court. He would take your heart out, you know, you show no emotion, no fear, anything like that, because. He was the type of guy that, like, when you play him, not only was he, like, this great player, this genius player, stuff like that, he put it all on the court. He bled on the court. He broke bones on the court, played through that stuff. Uh, he, like, like I said, he came out of high school, and he played all the way up until, like, his late 30s, which you don't do in basketball. He played until his body just gave out where his Achilles tendons went out, and that's pretty much the kiss of death for any athlete over 30. You're, you're done after that, you know. So... Mm -hmm. He played so much, he just gave his all and gave his body to it. And basically, minute mama mentality. You see opportunity, you take it, don't waste it, go for it. And that's pretty much how he lived his life, you know. Uh, so if I'm going to honor Kobe, just like everybody else do, then I'm going to just do my part and, you know, not waste any time. You know, do it, you know. So, and that's the main thing you want to take away from this whole, basically from his life, I guess. You know, just, you know, go for it. You know, just don't wait around. If you see opportunity, seize it, take it. Live your life. So, man, like I said, that was a tough one. You like, can we move on from that? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was a tough one. Hold on. Let me get my notes. I'm talking about, I don't have notes. All right. So, let's move on. Oh, by the way, Eli, how, how you doing lately? I, I never asked about you. you. Every time I talk to you, you say you've been doing worse and worse and worse lately. So, how you been doing now? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm still nursing my leg and my hip. Uh, you know, still pretty much bedridden. I'm on work leave. I can't you know, do much, but I did join a gym the other day because they had a pool and I went swimming. Nice. So okay. So I, you, you know, you start I, New Year's resolution off, right? Yeah. Well, I haven't been able to exercise or anything because of my, my leg and my hip. So I was like, you know what? People tell me, Hey, you know, swimming's a good exercise. So I did. I joined a gym down the street here. They got a pool and I tried to do some laps and holy shit, that shit's hard. I yeah, did one yeah. lap down the length of the pool, and I was like, ah, ah, ah. I was out of breath. Like, holy shit. That's a way different form of cardio right there. Yeah, so, your swimming takes a lot out of you. Yeah, so, uh, but, you know, it, you know, it's there's no impact on my on my joints or my muscles. So, you know, that's what I'm going to do in the meantime. Just, it's, 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 just get out of the house because I'm getting sick of being cooped up here, you know. All the time. So, <laughs> okay. Well, glad you're getting better because I, I, like I said, 2020 has been like a, a shit year so far. But I'm glad you're actually getting out there doing something. Yeah. And swimming, swimming is a lot of exercise too. It can really take a lot out of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I wasn't used to that. <laughs> yes. I, and I know how to swim. I know a lot of people is this running joke black people can't swim. Yes, I can swim. <laughs> I, I yeah. took offense at it one time because somebody looked at me and said, You look like a black dude that can swim. I'm like, what the fuck that means? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, black manta, motherfucker. Right, <laughs> yeah, black manta can swim. I'm, I'm gonna swim too. So, uh, yeah, can we move on to the rest of the podcast? Yeah. All right, cool. So this is where we talk about the box office numbers. And Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? Ah, uh, crap. What is it? Is it still Bad Boys? It's still Bad Boys for life. They're running away with it. Uh, so yeah, so you got Bad Boys for life. Uh, can I talk about Bad Boys for a second? I, I'm not gonna just harp on it, but I think it's been out two weeks now, right? So we can do spoilers. Okay. Yeah. 
Yes, well, for Eli, I know you don't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. they win, right? <laughs> they win, yeah. But here's the thing about the Bad Boys third act of it. I'm going to just go ahead and spoil it. Spoilers if anybody hasn't seen Bad Boys, whatever, but I'm just going to go into it. Okay, so Bad Boys has the exact same plot as Gemini Man. Okay. I, it was very weird. You didn't see Gemini Man either. I, I forgot. Okay. So, but you understand the premise of it. Basically, uh, okay, I'm going to just tell you the ending of the third act that nobody wanted to spoil in Bad Boys Life. I'm going to just spoil it for you. So, um, basically, this strained assassin that's been going around just killing people, just left, right, stuff like that, been hunting down Will Smith, and he finally finds out who the guy is. Turns out the guy is his son. You know, he's like in his 20s stuff like that. So he's this trained assassin going to kill him. And it's pretty much the exact same plot as Gemini Man. Uh, he's this trained, uh, this trained assassin coming out to kill him, this badass, because he's getting also like that. But it was a clone of him, but he treats him like his son anyway. So I'm just like, did Will Smith just copy his own movie? Let's redo it because nobody saw the other movie? Like, <laughs> I, I guess. Why not? At least Jaden Smith is not the assassin or whatever. So I don't know. Oh, uh, here we go. Number two. Talking about 1917. I feel like we should watch that movie, Eli, but I don't know. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, Anthony saw it. He says it was really good, and he's telling me I should go check it out. Oh. Yeah, because I'm hearing Sam Mendes is like the the like the value mark Christopher Nolan, you know, but still pretty good, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do we got? Number three, Doolittle. Ooh, this is not good. Sorry, Robert. Don't worry, he will crawl come crawling back to uh, Marvel soon. Uh, he was on the Joe Rogan show talking about what it would take him to come back to. Marvel, he would say only if Joe Rogan comes with him. So, hey, two for one. Uh, number four, The Gentleman. Here's a lot of good stuff about that one. Another guy, Richie movie. Oh, I want to see. Yeah, I almost went and saw that, but oh. I didn't get a chance to. But I want to. I want to. I, I really want to see for that. Me, you know. No, I, I almost did. I was planning on going yesterday, but then I didn't. Uh, um, that's why I asked tonight. I would have went. Remember, I said, "Hey, are we recording tonight?" And you said, "Yeah." I was like, okay. I won't go see it tonight then. Because I would have went and saw it tonight. <laughs> oh, blame it on me. Okay. <laughs> okay. But no, I really want to see that. You know? Okay. It, it looks interesting. I want to see. Plus, it's like, yeah. you know, Guy Snatch Ritchie. and uh, yeah, what was that Guy other movie? Lockstock and Smoking Barrel? Lockstock, yeah. I might have fucked the name up. But yeah, it's one of those movies. So I, I want to definitely see that. Uh, what else we got? Jumanji the Next Level staying in there. The Turning. I don't know what The Turning is. That's the horror flick. I guess. Okay. Um. You know what? I think what comes out next. You know what comes out next week? I think Fantasy Island comes out. No, yes, oh, we got the next week. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what else we got? Star Wars Episode Nine, Rise of the Skywalker. Let's click that and just see where we are right now. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Still at a billion. Yeah, it's that's a thing. Uh, we'll come back to Star Wars in a second. Uh, number eight, Little Women. We should be up for an Oscar. Uh, number nine, Just Mercy, which you know, I'm pretty sure it's already made its money back in that. And number 10, Lies Out, Knives Out, which is also up for an Oscar. So, yeah, those are the box office numbers for right now. Uh, now, Eli, I'm, I'm going to make an audible. I'm going to make an audible play on here, and I'm going to invite you in this. Okay, so next week, you know, Harley Quinn comes out. I'm sorry. Next I week? said that wrong. Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of the... Fuck. Life of, of the Harley Quinns. Something. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, are we going to do a show dedicated to that one? Or are we just going to just briefly talk about it? Or are we just going to just you say You mean like a whole Harley Quinn show? It's, it's, a, like it's a, a comic. I mean, it's a comic book movie. That's kind of a thing, you know? 
Oh, where we just talk about the show, the whole show. I mean, the, no, movie? The, the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hey, it's whatever, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, cause, I, I mean, Eli, I, up, I already man. know. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't even trust if you even will see the movie. So <laughs> I'm just gonna be here I, just talking for an hour by myself about Harley Quinn. I'm like, I don't know. That's too much even for me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I plan on seeing it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I have enough history with Harley Quinn like we usually do. But <laughs> I mean, she she's a weird case because she was born in the '90s, so it's not yeah. like Black Panther 1966 in the you know civil rights movement or some shit, you know. Yeah, so. but then again, I, I wasn't really a Shazam fan, and I think did we do a whole Shazam show too? We did. We did. You're right. We do break for just some time. Okay, yeah. you answered that question. Thank you. We'll move on from that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, unless you're just really excited about it, we just really want to talk about like oh, Ooh, my Harley Quinn was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's one thing that happened in the trailer that commented that nobody paid attention to. Oh, uh, like when they were shooting at her in that drug house, and the cocaine started flying all over the place, and she just started sniffing cocaine, and all of a sudden she got like superpowers, start shooting people. Like nobody paid attention to that. It's like your your hero of the movie is snorting cocaine. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever. Okay, um. Damn, what else can we talk about? Oh, fuck. Can we go back to Star Wars? I guess. Let's yeah, go back yeah. to Star Wars. Okay. okay. So, Eli, have you heard about the leaks that have been coming out about uh, Colin Trevorrow's uh, leak script? Yeah, I heard about it. Okay. I, I don't know if you talked about anything like that. Uh, like I said, I'm just going to briefly talk about what did happen in that leak script, and we'll just go from there. Um, trying to think. And, and it, I do want to tell you this, that the leak script actually has been confirmed by Contravarco. Like I said, this actually came out like yeah. last week, but we had so much shit going on last episode, we didn't have time to talk about it, and I wanted to put a pen in to talk about it this week. But he has came out and confirmed that, yes, it's all true. Uh, and, and even the, had some some artwork. like And the artwork. The artwork was yeah. done by the same guy that has done the artwork on the other Star Wars Disney movies. And he yeah. has came out and said, yes, it's all true. It's all confirmed. Yeah. So Now, the thing about this leaked script is that it was actually – completed in 2016 like it was actually completed before uh carrie fisher died so even if they would have went with this script it still would have been intact the same way it was anyway so you know take everything with a grain of salt um basically what the thing was is that the trailer uh, the movie was not going to be called rise of skywalker it was going to be called episode nine duel of the fates that was going to be the name of it uh they had to have the music in there they would have had to that Bit of crime, not to. <laughs> see, Eli, you get me excited because this week I get to go see the symphony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, like I said, also what happened in it, Palpatine was not in the movie. No. Uh, he was not referenced to be Ray's relation or anything like that. He didn't yeah. have, like, space origins and shit like that where he cranked out grandbabies, nothing nothing like that. Only thing they got from uh, Palpatine in the movie was a transmission that Kylo Ren picked up. Oh, and he was in Mustafar, and he was just chilling in Mustafar the whole time. Uh, yeah, Kylo. which makes sense. Yeah. Because, like I said, he's a Vader fanboy. That's what he would do. So, apparently, he picked, he found the holocron that they were, you know, trying to find in the, in the, in the Rise of Skywalker the whole time. They don't chase that holocron in this movie. It's just chilling in Mustafar. He picks it up. And that's not a holocron. That was a wayfinder or whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck. I, I get my yeah. Star Wars terminology. They didn't, I thought it was a holocron. Everyone thought oh, that's a holocron. Nope. It was some map. It was just a map. To, but everybody uh, kept saying holocron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and it, but it wasn't. It's like, well, why not? You dumbasses. Right. If it turns out, it it, it should have been. <laughs> Even yeah. they say that. So apparently, this yeah. thing blew up in Calorin's face, fucks his face up. You know. Oh, uh, so it fucks his face up. So he's still supreme leader, but nobody has seen him for a while. Uh, Hux is running. Uh, he's the Chancellor Kurasan, and he's pretty much just yeah, he's Kurasan. Chancellor, yeah, yeah, he's Chancellor. He just run Kurasan to the ground, like it's just fuck. It's, it's like Blade Runner, you know. They like got this sky. Oh, what's the movie? Uh, Alita, Battle Angel, Battle Angel, Alita? yeah, like that. You know, they got like the underground city and the high city and shit like that. So basically, that's how Kurasan looks now. And most of the movies, movie is going to take place in Kurasan. Uh, the movie's supposed to open up uh with like this heist of a of a star destroyer. Uh, Ray's gonna be in like a star tr- a stormtrooper outfit. She unveils herself. She's wearing like the same outfit Luke was wearing in Return no, of the Jedi. No, she, uh, she was disguised as a what do you call it? Oh yes, as right. A, uh, Sam like Sam Tusken Raider. Tus- Tuscan Raider. Yeah, Tuscan Raider. Yeah. Tuscan Raider. That's what it was. Yep. Yep. And she had a and that in that double lightsaber she had in the movie. She has a double lightsaber the whole time in this movie. Yeah. So it wasn't just Luke Skywalker's, which makes sense because Luke Skywalker's you know light uh, lightsaber was destroyed in the Last Jedi. You know, yeah. which which is not a big deal because part of the Jedi's training to build on lightsabers anyway, so it's that's not a big deal, you know. But it's just cool that she walked around with you know dual double lightsaber. So like she had like the evil Ray and that thing. No, that would have been her the whole time. Um, Luke Skywalker would have been training her, but she would have been conflict like arguing with him back and forth. Like no, the last I'm not the last Jedi. You're the last Jedi, and the last Jedi is done. You know, they're gonna be arguing the whole time. <coughs> Excuse me. While he's doing that, he's also uh, like talking to Kylo Ren every day and Mustafar, just fucking with him the whole time. You know, yeah. you know, you're really being. You're not Kylo. You're not this fanboy. Go back to your mother, stuff like that. You yeah, know, yeah. The dark path you leads leads to a tomb. All this shit. Yeah. So uh, all that stuff happens. Yeah. Uh oh. Basically, the whole plot, like the main plot of the movie, is that. Like I said, because like in 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 the in the rise of the Skywalker, they were trying to get a message out to like other planets stuff like that. But in the rise of Skywalker, they just said nobody's responding. You know, everybody's scared. They don't want to fuck with anything like that. In mm. this script, they can't get the message out because the First Order is blocking all messages on all planets, so nobody yeah. has communication with anybody. Yeah. So the only way to get that communication out is that they have to go to Coruscant to the Jedi Temple. And underground, there's this Jedi beacon that the technology is so old, the First Order can't stop from getting out. But, of course, in order to get there, they have to storm the, the Jedi Order to get there. You know, So that's pretty much the like the next two-thirds of the movie. And while they're yeah. doing that, you know, you got Finn and Rose. Rose is actually in this movie, like a, a good yeah. bit in this movie. She's like a demolition expert. She's like blowing shit up and shit, mm-hmm. planting bombs and shit. Yeah. Yeah, she has to have like a purpose in this movie. That's the thing. So yeah. they go C-3PO and R2-D2 with them the whole time. They go on the ground. They try to find, you know, talk to somebody to help them sneak into the Jedi Temple, stuff like that. And I think they get I think they get uh, kidnapped. I think they like the first one to find them. And Rose get like tortured and shit. And, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I think I don't know if it's true. Or not. I think they said they were gonna kill R two or something. I heard something like that, but then I heard no, that's not true. He would never do that. Yeah, I think like I think he would R2 get might fucked get fucked up. up. We would think he would get killed, but yeah, yeah, that's a low blow. That would have <laughs> yeah, probably not. So that's gonna happen there. Uh, Ray was basically going to just. I don't know what the, I I forgot what Ray was supposed to be she doing. She was supposed to be like get blinded or something, wasn't she? Yeah, at the, the very end. Yeah, yeah, the very end. Like so she's not Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan in this movie. No. Kylo Ren actually beats her, you know, and he yeah. blinds her. They don't they don't know if it's like forever 
We don't know if it's like just the end or whatever, you know, something like that. Oh, Kylo Ren actually that message that he got the blue up in his face. Oh, he wears a Mandalorian mask also. The rest of the movie. Yeah. And keep yeah. in mind, this was written before the Mandalorian. So, uh, so he wears a Mandalorian mask the rest of the time. He uh, the message that Palpatine gave him in that holocron tells him to go find his master. And I think his name was Tor Valum. I think what his name was. And they're hinting at that might have been Dark Plagueis. You know. So okay, basically, yeah, yeah. Tor Valum trains uh, Kylo into more Sith shit. So he gets even more Sith powers than he did before. Like, he becomes a, a Sith vampire. Like, he can actually suck the life out of living things around him now. And just mm-hmm. like how Luke did in The Empire Strikes Back, when he goes to the tunnel and fights Darth Vader, so does Kylo Ren. He fights Darth yeah. Vader, but this is going to be like a whole... Because he was supposed to be some alien species that no one's ever seen. Yeah, he's supposed to be like 7,000 years old or some shit. Yeah, that that what's his? I forget what you said his name was. The, uh, the Sith about, guy. Yeah, it's supposed to be like some kind of Cthulhu looking like monster or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so something like that. So he's supposed. So Kylo's supposed to fight Darth Vader, and it's supposed to be like a big fight, like all kind of like this where the money goes in this fight right here. It was going to be like all the posters and all kind of shit like that. He beats Vader, basically, uh, and actually he like that helmet that he had the whole time of Vader's helmet. He throws it off the side. Also, he's like, "Fuck Vader! I don't care. I'm, I'm stronger than Vader now." So he's he's past the fa- Vader fanboy phase, you know. Uh, I think they say even Han Solo shows up again, and they reenact that same scene on the bridge, and and Kylo kills him again. So <laughs> they're basically at this point, like he's way past being redeemed. Like they don't even yeah. think about this shit like that. And matter of fact, like Ray is kind of. Like conflicted, like she don't know whether she needs to be with four. I keep in with all I know is that she's being chased by the the Knights of Ren the whole time. So the Knights of Ren are just on her ass the whole time. Yeah, I know that much. Uh, Poe is not a spice smuggler in this one. They do go to another planet to hide out away from them, but he finds his like grandfather some shit and he helps him out. He used to be like an old warfighter like that. Leia, like I say, has a big part in this movie. Uh, she is gonna try to help recruit people. Also, like she goes find Lando. Lando uh, is like, I'm done with the fight. He's basically like still a smuggler. He's like playing cards and shit like that. She's like, I need to help him. Oh, your boy, your boy Bosk. Oh, yeah, I heard he was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he was going to be in it. He was going to be at yeah, the same he was gonna be. he was going to be like all old and a good guy or some shit. Yeah, like, like he basically, like, he's supposed to be like rich or shit like that. He's just supposed to be like chilling on a beach somewhere. He sees the beacon or hears the beacon or something like that. He's like, well, fuck, I got to go fight with them. So yeah. in the big like, fight in Coruscant, like he's gonna be there fighting with them. Yeah, like the whole like Leia was gonna like like at the end, Leia was gonna like show up with the whole fleet of fucking rebels on Coruscant and like yeah. save the but, day. And shit. But who she comes with? But she basically had nothing but like smugglers, bounty hunters, scoundrels, yeah. criminals. Yeah. That's who f- helps fights, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. basically, how she gonna send a beacon out? Like she's gonna send a beacon to R two, two wearing all white, and basically the exact same way it was in New Hope, you know. And basically gonna tell the galaxy you're my only hope or some shit, you know. And that's what gets everybody like, oh fuck, we gotta go fight now. So they're gonna be like a, a sky battle and a ground battle. Then is that's gonna talk the stormtroopers or some of the stormtroopers into helping them fight. So the stormtroopers gonna revolt against the first order, team up with Finn and go and help him fight. Which makes sense. Which makes sense because that was his arc. And cause it always rubbed me the wrong way about Finn just murdering stormtroopers just left and right, like just does not care. You know, you think he would feel bad about that, thinking like, okay, maybe they had the same mental program like I do. So in this one, yeah, he does convince them to fight with him. You know, so Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty smart also. Uh, The First Order, like the fight basically is going the wrong way. Basically, it's like they realize they're going to lose this fight. 
So they're like, fuck this, we're gonna get out of here. So like the main generals and admirals stuff like that, they hop in, they get in the what's what's the name of the main base? The Star Killer Base? Not Star Star Killer Base. Like their main base. Uh our, where our Coruscant? No, or? no, 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 no. Their their main spaceship base, like the lead. Oh, I don't... Ship. I, they they have a name. I forgot it. Can't remember it. Anyway, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, they get on that ship because it basically is Kylo Ren's ship. But they get on that ship. They're like, "Fuck, we're gonna get the fuck out of here." But when Rose got tortured, she escaped and she rigs and she hacked into the machine where she fucked up their uh navigation systems. So when they shoot off to get away from them, they fly right into a planet. So they're done. Uh, your boy Hux. Hux turns out that he's been a, a Sith fanboy the whole time. But reason is he's not force sensitive, so he can't be a Jedi or a Sith or anything like that. But he's like all kind of like Jedi memorabilia with him. So when he realized he's about to be, you know, be beaten like the First Order's done and the Rebels about to take over, he sipicules himself, you know, kills himself, ritual suicide with a lightsaber. He's done. Uh oh, back to Ray and and uh Kylo Ren. Like I said, they eventually fight at the end. Kylo Ren like he can't be redeemed. Kylo blinds her, knocks out. He's about to kill her, but before he can kill her, Luke Skywalker shows up as a Force Ghost and grabs the lightsaber. So apparently they get into another fight. You know, uh, a lightsaber Jedi whatever fight, and I think uh Luke, Yoda, and Obi Wan. Talk to uh, <clears throat> talk to Ray, and tell her that you know he can't be redeemed. We realize it, and that force vampire powers that that Kylo gets, he uses it on Ray, sucks all the life out of her, kills her. But doing that actually heals him because you know his face was all fucked up from that thing, and from the Mandalorian helmet that smelt it. He didn't wait for it to dry or uh, like uh, like to seal it like that. He just put the shit on his face and fucked his face even more, even more up. So when he took the life force out of Ray, he's completely healed. And when he's healed, that brings Ben back, Ben Solo back. So he decides to give her the life back and kills himself. But when he puts the life back in her, now she she has a bit of the light side and the dark side in her both. So what's that great Jedi shit? I guess she becomes a great Jedi. Okay. So, and she's just like, okay, so I'm not a Jedi, I'm not a Sith, I'm just I'm just Ray. Coruscant uh, is finally taken back over by the people. First Order are like dead, dead. Like they're all dead. Everybody. Uh, I think Ray probably even kills Toro Valo or something like that. And um, basically the movie ends with the broom kids at the end of The the Last Jedi. She finds them and trains them. The end. Yeah. yeah. So some stuff I like, Eli, some stuff I don't like. <clears throat> some stuff makes more sense because some stuff in The Last Jedi, I mean, uh, Rise of the Skywalker races too many questions. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh, this one sounds like it was. What, yeah, this one sounds like it was well thought out. Yeah. And not half-assed. Right. And not like catering and not an apology. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but here's the so. thing. It sounds too original. Like. Original? <laughs> yeah. It does. I mean, it, feel, it feels like Star Wars. It feels like a Star Wars movie when you just describe it. Yeah. But it, it's not hitting the beats that you expect the Star Wars movie to go like. Because I think what was that movie? Um, they're saying something happens in this movie that happened in the old movie. But they're like, no, it, it's not going to work that way. You know, they they basically trying to subvert expectations just like the last shit I did. 
the, the reason, obviously, you know the reason they threw this script out. They threw this script out because of the last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, so that's basically what happened. They were like, no, we're, we're taking too many chances. Let's just play it safe because we got too much money into these movies. And so that's why they threw that shit out and just keep everything just simple. Bring back Palpatine because Palpatine puts butts in the seats. You know. Yeah. They went back to fan service and, uh, you know, and to nostalgia. <clears throat> exactly. Know. They rely too much on them because yeah. that's what J.J. always did. Because here's the thing. J.J. Abrams never intended to come back to these movies. That's why well, there's a lot of plot holes that he had in the first movie. He never even answered. Some he did answer. They were like, that's your answer? Okay. Yeah. You know, because he never expected. He was like, I'm just doing this shit and I'm out. I'm done. And that's what the first movie was. I mean, The Force Awakens was. It was basically, because remember, no one, you know, people don't want to admit, but we were still a little uh, skeptical about the, the prequels. So we're like, True. okay, how's this going to be? Uh and he's like, you know what? I'm going to bring back what everybody wants. And that's what Force Awakens was. It was just a whole nostalgia trip. We're going to got a bigger, another Death Star, only it's bigger. Got another trench run. Going to bring back the Millennium Falcon, bring back, bring all the old folks back and, you know, give, give the fans the nostalgia trip they want. And it worked. And then Last Jedi comes along and doesn't do any of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> because says, they got you know, gunshot. They got scared. Let's play it safe. You know? Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, nostalgia is just a dream. Luke is just a legend. Luke is, Luke is not this all powerful wizard like we all thought he was. He's just a guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, another thing, this script sounds like a natural progression of The Last Jedi. Yeah. It That's does. Thing. Like, you did that. Okay. Then it sounds like a complete arc. You know, yeah. Ray's still, they, yeah. Yeah. Ray's not anybody special. You know, right. it, you know, that whole thing about the beacon, you know, explains why nobody showed up on the battle of crate, exactly. you know, and you know, it just sounds like, like I said, it sounds like it was, a, it was well more, it was more developed than, 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 you know, they just sounds like rise of Skywalker was just rushed. Right. And, and here's the thing, like people keep saying like these three movies didn't have a plan. They didn't have a, it sounds like with this, with this movie, they did have a plan. Yeah. I mean, that is a complete arc. That would have satisfied everything, the the trilogy, what they're going for. But when you just throw that shit out and just make shit off, off the fly, because they said even J.J. Abrams didn't even have enough time to write the script. He just wrote the script like, like on the way over there or some shit, you know. <laughs> so you don't have enough time to flesh out the movie like you should have. And that's why it just felt like it's, it's rushed, you know. Yeah. Um, Man, it just feels like a missed opportunity. I, and and, and I'm, I'm, I actually like the like, uh, Rise of Skywalker, you know. That's another thing about it. I just think like, damn, the movie that we could have gotten, it could have felt something special instead of, you know, yeah. feeling like retreading old water. This could have felt special. You know? Yeah, and that's what Rise of Skywalker ends up being. It's just a bunch of fan service. Let's bring back the nostalgia. Let's give everybody what they want because we don't want to fuck up the brand. And, you know, the fan reaction to The Last Jedi proves that a lot of the fans aren't ready for this franchise to evolve. Right, you know, so we want the same status quo shit, and that's what Rise of Skywalker is. But then you give I, people the same shit, and they still complain. Yeah. So what do I mean, you that, want? <laughs> you know, that's what, what yeah, people yeah. want. I mean, I, I mean, me, I had, I liked the Last Jedi first viewing. I was blown away. Yeah. And I loved it, and and and, but then I saw the reactions of it. I mean, I saw the backlash. You know. I had no problem with the, 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 so yeah, when they go back and 
fix everything. When Rise of Skywalker fixes everything that The Last Jedi did, I was like, you didn't have to me. He's like, you didn't have to fix any of that shit. You didn't right. have to, you know, yeah. Making Ray Palpatine's granddaughter was like the biggest, like, really? That was like the only part of the movie where I rolled my eyes. I was like, and like, oh, even before really? he said, like, I, when he was about yeah. to, I was like, don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. You're a well, Palpatine. I was like, no. I, and I was like, that was like the shittiest. I mean, I've heard all the theories. Oh, she's going to be Kenobi's daughter or Han Solo's illegitimate whatever or whatever. So she's somebody. And, oh, what if she's Palpatine or something? And I was like, that's like the dumbest one out of all of them. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's the one they went with. I was like, really? <laughs> uh. Honest, honestly, Eli, if they were going to go there, right, that's the only one that makes sense. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but it's the only one that makes sense, if it makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, if they're bringing him back, I mean, why not? I mean, because it, it creates the most conflict. I mean, making making her a Kenobi or, you know, Mace Windu's kid, like, there's no drama behind that. But making her a Palpatine, you know, does kind of sew up something. It's, it's the only plate they had left because that would kind of explain why she's so fucking overpowered, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah. okay, she's a Palpatine. Okay, that kind of makes sense, you know? Uh, it creates conflict. Oh, she's got a bit of the evil in her, and she could be yeah. Empress Palpatine. Honestly, I, I think they should have. You know what they should have did? Make her the bad guy. The third movie. <laughs> yeah. Make her you know, Empress Palpatine. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, or something. I mean, um, but it all goes back into the like it. it fit, yeah, you're right. It fits into the theme of you. You don't have. You're not dictated by your past or your family's past. Like you. Are anybody is capable of being their own in charge of their own destiny? You know, you had Ben Skywalker, born of Leia and Han. He turns out to be an asshole. Right. You know, like and then you have Vader who went dark, who gives birth to Luke and Leia, who who are who are good guys, you know. And and so yeah, so Ray being a Palpatine fits that fits that theme of, oh, yeah, her granddad was a fucking piece of shit but doesn't mean she has to be right you know <laughs> so it just fits into that whole that whole idea that the what the movie was trying to say you know i mean it's i, I hate i hate compare but it's just like the dcu they had a plan they got gunshot and they went away from their plan but i, I feel like they should have stuck the guns to begin with star wars should stuck the guns to begin with because if they did with stuck with the guns people nobody could have said they didn't have it planned out because, like I said, this is planned out. This yeah. was a, a natural continuation of The Last Jedi. So Yeah, it's too bad. You know? <clears throat> I mean, we all heard the rumors that, oh, Colin Trevorrow was, had a big ego and all this shit. I remember hearing that when they fucking uh, fired him or whatever right. when he left. Oh, he was tweeting you know? about how he was, the, he was the hot shit. Yeah, um, but that happened also around when, when, when Lord Miller got fired off of Solo. Right. So, like, you know, and then the, and then that shit came out about Gareth Edwards, how they changed Rogue One. Like, Rogue One was way more darker. Yeah. Uh, like, they, I, I they heard light- he wasn't even allowed in the, like, when they edited it, he wasn't even allowed in the room. Yeah, that they lightened it up. They lightened, I mean, as, <laughs> as, as, as grim and bleak as that, as Rogue One is, they lightened it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? That right. he had a much grimmer tone to it, um, you know? But uh, but that's what he wanted. He wanted a Full Metal Jacket version of a fucking Star Wars movie. And, and maybe that's how, you know, the Mandalorian succeeded where the rest of them kind of, I won't say fail, but kind of, you know, falter. Yeah, I, think I, she, want, 
Yeah. I'm watching Rebels. I've I started I never watched Rebels until like I got my Disney app and right. Holy shit, that show is awesome. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and and <laughs> like I'm going... thinking that she's she don't have as much creative control over them as she does over the movies. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the TV shows, because like the Clone Wars and and and, and like <laughs> Rebels, I, I haven't watched that resistance show or whatever it's called yet either. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, this fits you're seeing themes and ideas being tackled in the star wars universe that you that the movies don't tackle right you know and it's 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 cool like i i i finally just saw ray versus vader not ray uh ahsoka versus vader the other day Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i finally watched that episode and i like i got emotional watching that shit (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, that that relationship, Ahsoka and Anakin, is way more tragic than Ahsoka, I mean, uh, Anakin and Padme. Right. You know, because I felt nothing. I felt no emotion at all during those prequels. You didn't feel any emotion, but you're breaking my heart. You're going to Padme, <laughs> no. I can't follow. Uh, <laughs> hold me like you did on fucking Naboo. Like, <laughs> like, uh, so love has made you blind. <laughs> I, I felt nothing from that from that tragic. That's supposed to be a tragedy, right? But I felt nothing. But here, this this cartoon comes in it, and you you see Ahsoka confronting Vader. She hasn't seen Anakin since she left the Jedi Order during the Clone Wars, and now she's confronting Vader, and that, I was like, whoa, holy shit, it was so emotional for me, I was like, damn, like, I, I started tearing up and shit, like, holy shit, I'm getting more emotion from this, the tragedy of the of their two relationships, because that's like, it's not a romantic, it's, it's like, she's she's his little sister, right? you know, and then when she says, I, I won't leave you, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I won't leave you this time, and she cut through his mask, Right. Like she cut through his mask and you can see his eye, you know, you can see his eye appearing through the mask. Like she cut through the barrier of Vader and got to Anakin. And for that split second, Anakin's like, oh shit, you know, but then he goes, no, then you're going to die. Then he goes back to the dark. Yeah. I mean, because that was like, a theme that Anakin yeah. is in there somewhere. Yeah. And then that thing falls on them and then they're, you know, Ezra and Ezra's crying and shit. I was like, oh my God. This why why wasn't this shit in the movies? You know <laughs> they're scared to pull the trigger on it. I mean, but this is where the movies need to go. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you have no choice. They have to go that direction. So yeah, I, I think I think this is just a bump in the road. But I I do feel like even though it's a bump in the road, I do feel like they do not need to ignore this. I I feel yeah. like they need to explore this. It's it's yeah. meat in these movies. Yeah, Commit like, to it. I, you know, I admit. Yeah, I. You teared up a bunch of times during Rise of Skywalker, but that is because it was, it was working the nostalgia strings, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, Leia dying. Yes, Luke raising the 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 the, the X wing out of the water, like all those things. Yeah, it, it, it got to like you know. But the do you think they were point. kind of uh, strumming the heart, uh, the nostalgia heartstrings a little though? Yeah, that's what that was doing. And that's why those scenes got to me. But then I watched The Mandalorian, and when the little fucking Ugnot dude got killed, I was like, I still ain't over that. Right. <laughs> you know but what I mean? people don't care about that. They just care about the baby getting punched. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, that was so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, was more, I was more shocked than, yeah, I was like, holy shit, they didn't kill that little guy. Mm. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt more than, yeah, that's, that was real and in the moment. Like, I felt so much for that character, whereas... Yeah, Rise of Skywalker is just, you know, 
Remember this? They're they're shoving member berries down my throat. Remember this? Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But now that we're on that, let me ask you this. And we're gonna jump on Star Wars. We talk about Star Wars way too much on this podcast in general. (laughs) But how do you feel about the uh, Clone Wars final season? Oh yeah, I'll check it out. It sounds like they're just gonna fill in the blanks, like they find, like they were planning on. They planned on that last season. It's just they got canceled. But didn't Netflix promote their last season as the last season? Yeah, they had. Well, they were working on season six when they got canceled, and I think that's when that whole sale happened. Oh, okay. Uh, All the video games got canceled. Like that whole division got shut down. Okay. So they were already made, they had already made a bunch of uh, episodes already for season six. That's why when Netflix released it, it was called the Lost Episodes or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they released those on Netflix, but now they're like they're they're finishing up the show, how it was meant to finish. Okay, gotcha. You know? Okay, because what I was thinking was that Netflix actually put out the final season, and Disney got it back. Like, no. This is the final season. They're going to put more shows after the final season. What they had, like, okay, none of this makes any sense. But you're saying it's not what's happening, so okay. Yeah, that's that's cool. All right. Uh, yeah, like I said, my uh, my Disney Plus ran out, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it too, but then I'm like, my kids watching Wally and Toy Story. I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll keep it. So <laughs> okay, and when when Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out, I'll I'll pick it up again. WandaVision. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to watch. I told you, man, WandaVision is the most thing I'm excited for the most out of anything Marvel's doing right now. Yeah, because I don't give a shit about Hawkeye or... Oh, they, yeah. I, they canceled the Hawkeye shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't care anyway. <laughs> no one cares. Nobody's going to ask, where's Hawkeye? Like, nobody's even going to... Like, if they just don't even mention it again, we're just going to forget. <laughs> yeah. Uh Oh, can I talk briefly about Falcon and Winter Soldier also? I know we had we we weren't we had a whole bunch of topics we weren't going to talk about, but don't talk about it anyway. Right. So they released footage of, uh, well, pictures, official pictures of U.S. agent, you know, John Walker. Oh, uh, and Eli got excited. But I, I, I can see a lot of people that don't read comics are misinterpreted what the hell is going on. They see him in a different looking Captain America suit. And they're like, oh, look at that shitty looking Captain America suit he's wearing. Like, that's the <laughs> point. It's supposed to be a shitty looking Captain America suit, you know, because he's not Captain America. Uh, John Walker is basically he's basically Captain MAGA, if it makes any sense. Like, you know, you got Steve, Steve Rogers, Captain America. That's basically like Steve Rogers, Captain America. John Walker is Captain America. You know, that's him. He's right wing, conservative. That's the type of guy he Captain is. Captain Confederacy. Right, basically. <laughs> and I think in the picture, like a lot of people didn't put two and two together. But yes, that is Cap Shield that he's holding in there. So obviously you can tell part of the conflict of the story is going to be is that he gets the shield from Sam some kind of way. And Sam's gonna have to fight to get get the shield back because he realized that, yeah, this dude is fucking crazy. So because that's how John Walker is in the comics. Like I said, he's ultra conservative, ultra right wing. Uh, the government had an issue with Steve Rogers because he didn't do what they wanted him to do, which happened in the movie also, like the Sokovia Accords, stuff like that. <clears throat> but with John Walker, they have their own attack dog. Like imagine if Trump had a John Walker in his in his Secret Service right now. They tell him to just do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. That would be some scary shit. That's basically what he is right now. So I think it's going to happen. Steve, uh, Sam Wilson is going to have to get back to Bucky's going to jump into it all. So they're going to go from there. So <clears throat> I'm wondering it's going to be like the comics, but I know it's not going to be the comics. The reason they passed over Sam Wilson, the comics 
it's because he's black. This isn't me conspiracy theory or putting my agenda on that. They say it verbatim in the comic. <laughs> and matter of fact, even driving home, they even had a black dude saying it. <laughs> they were like, well, what about this guy? Nah. What about this guy? Nah. What about Sam Wilson? He's been like Captain America's partner for like 20 years. Nice nah, black. Okay, keep going. <laughs> you know, so that's why I decided to pick, you know, John Walker, you know, the, you know, that's why they picked him to be Captain America. So I guess he looks like Captain America, but he acts like Captain America they want. So I'm wondering if the show is going to tackle that, but we all know they won't. Because that's Marvel. So, I guess. Uh, let me say, can we move on past that? Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's go to the uh, let's go to the video game section. And actually, I'm gonna have to spend a little bit of time. On, uh, excuse me. Hello, Cole. I gotta get some cough drops, something like that. So we're gonna spend a little time on the video game section. Actually, a bunch of shit happened. First thing, Eli. What I did is that um, I simulated Madden 20 Super Bowl, and I had a prediction about who's gonna win. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So so if anybody want to go to Vegas and place your best right now, I'm gonna tell you who to bet on. And if they win, I want half of those earnings. So, yes. So, according to Madden, and I only did one simulation. I didn't do like 20 or 10, anything like that. According to Madden, San Francisco's going to win. And they're going to win okay. a lot. They're going to win uh, by 52 to 20. That's what they said. No, I'm sorry. 52 to 28. 52, damn. Yeah, going to be a blowout. <laughs> That's what Madden says, not me. <laughs> so, you can go ahead and, and make it a big spread also, because I'm pretty sure they, uh, they, you get points by the spread, don't you? I've never gambled before, so I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Vegas goes by that stuff also. So, bet on that. They'll win. Uh, basically, the reason Kansas City is going to have trouble is because San Francisco's corners are too much. Richard Sherman's going to act an ass. That's going to happen. We'll come back to this next Sunday or Monday, and we'll confirm and compare notes and see what they do then. So, that's that. Well, that's right. It's next week. Is it next week? It's next, it's next week. week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> the uh, Pro Bowl was this weekend. So, yes, uh, there was this. So, uh, who else we got? Oh, Evo 2020. Now, Evo Japan 2020. So Evo happened in Japan. Like I said, the biggest fighting game, you know, in the world, but it's Japan. And it was very interesting what happened in Tekken. Now, Eli, remember when we talked about last year around the time when that guy, uh, they had a new fighter named uh, Leroy Smith was coming out? Okay, yeah. Okay, so Leroy Smith is out now. People been training with him. He went there in the top eight of Tekken, seven out of the eight, Tournament uh, players played as Leroy Smith. Is this this guy on the banner? <clears throat> yes, the black dude in there. The black it looks old like dude. old Eddie Goro. Basically, that guy. I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was old Eddie Goro. No, no, no. It's not old Eddie Goro. You know, Eddie Goro did Capoeira. This guy does the IP Man Wing Chun thing or whatever. Oh, that's him. Okay. You know. So, <clears throat> so when you watch the tournament, it was just Leroy versus Leroy the whole time. Okay. People were pissed. <laughs> I looked at it on Twitter. Twitter, it was funny. People were like, man, fuck Leroy. <laughs> Every time I turn around, I saw he's playing. He's destroying the game. He's ruining the game. Pick somebody else. Does Do he get the this. glow? Yeah, people just pissed, man. Leroy didn't get the glow, but that would have been funny if he did. So, uh, yeah, and the funny thing about it, you like, you think it'd be like somebody from Atlanta or some dude with gold teeth playing with Leroy. Nah, a bunch of Asian uh, Japanese dudes playing with him. <laughs> Never heard of him before. They were like, yes, I wanted to play with Leroy. So, I pick Leroy. I know you think it sounds racist, but that's what they said on there. So don't get mad at me for that, you know. <laughs> and I'm getting pissed. I'm like, who the fuck is Leroy? My fucking fucking name is Leroy. Say the fucking name right if you're gonna whoop ass with him, you know. But anyway, Leroy is unstoppable on this game now. He's destroying Tekken. They're saying he may be the most 
unbalanced fighting game character in fighting game history because nobody else playing with anybody but him. You pick anybody else, you will lose. Not the first time Tekken has had a problem with this. There was a big fat dude named Bob in Tekken 6. And the same exact thing happened. They just pretty much called the game Bob 6. So now they're calling Tekken 7 Leroy 7. They're like, there's no reason to pick anybody else right now. So until they fix him, he's going to be the most dominant person ever. So I'm gonna just Brian Fury, he was an asshole. Brian Fury was an asshole, but apparently nobody can beat this guy. They saying he's oh. so easy to pick, automatic combo, he parries everything. Um, he pretty much kill you just one hit. So like the other guy he's playing against, like one one round in like the grand finals, like one. Every, oh. The rest of them he just got beat perfect left and right and shit like that. I'm like okay, this is pretty ugly, you know. <laughs> so yeah, everybody hates Leroy. I might make that the name of the podcast. I don't know. We'll see. Everybody hates Leroy. Uh, oh, the funny thing about it. So, like I said, Evo 2020, one of the biggest payout tournaments in the world. Uh, like I said, the winner of Tekken got paid 1 million yen, which like translates like $10,000. Still a lot of money. You know, Street Fighter Five got paid 1 million, $10,000. Guess how much the Smash Brothers uh, winner won? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the crazy thing. $1 million. Not even close. <laughs> they gave him a pro. Uh, they gave him a controller, basically. Oh, uh. Yeah, a signed controller. That's what he won. <laughs> it was a gold-plated controller, some shit like that. I think it was worth like $40 for like that. i like, damn. So basically, they don't give a shit about Smash, but they don't even consider that shit real. So bravo for them. So don't play that shit. Play something real to get you, you know, money from that. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, last thing. Ultra Instinct Goku has came out. I think I'm going to get that when it comes out, but other than that's it. Okay, let me say it. Moon, that's out the way. Can we move on to the actual rest of the podcast? Sure. Okay, so this is the uh, Comic Book Bullies. We're talking about comic books, and we're going to jump into it, and we're going to talk about the comic books. And Eli, I guess we're going to jump into it first? Sure. All right, uh, I guess we're going to jump into it. This, the X Minute. I only read one X book. I didn't read like all 50 of them and shit like that. So we're going to start with uh, Marauders. Hi. Tasty. So, Marauders is an X Men book. The book starts off. I didn't read the other book before this one, but it basically starts off with uh, Kitty Pride fighting the Ku Klux Klan. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I missed something from there, but whatever. They're being led by the Hate Monger. The Hate Monger is an old Marvel villain. He's pretty much like the embodiment of hate. I don't think he's a real person. He even became the Black Panther for a while, which was a weird thing, but whatever. Anyway. They fight. Kitty Pride whoops his ass. Uh, and some dude named the Executioner. Because um, <clears throat> they're fighting the Hellfire Club. And they beat them. And then something happens where basically the Hellfire Club has this drug. You know, they have this uh, machine that can take away mutant powers. And they're planning on selling it all over the country. Because they sell it all over the country. They can shut down the X-Men. So they're trying to steal this technology. Storm thinks that Forge has something to do with this thing. So she wants to take technology back to Forge. Uh, to Forge. <clears throat> so she leaves. Iceman says he's got something to do. And they're like, what you got to do? Oh, I, I'm a contestant in drag race. So he leaves. So they, they really doubling down on, on Iceman. So basically, the two Omega level mutants has left, and Kitty Price is by herself just sailing. When she does that, Sebastian Shaw pops up on, on the boat. Like, oh shit, Sebastian Shaw. You're like, yeah, I planned all this stuff purposely. I waited for your two Omega level mutants to get the fuck away from you so I could attack you personally. You're like, I don't need them to take you out. Like, oh, yeah, you do. So he takes this Krakoan seed out of his pocket. He's like, oh, kitty, you're going to like this. Throws it at her. 
and apparently these seeds grow and they attach on they uh attach on to Kitty Pride, but she can't phase out of them. She's stuck in this this tree limb, whatever like that. So she's trapped and can't do anything. <clears throat> she's still on the boat. Sebastian Shaw says, "Okay, I'm finally done with you, Kitty Pride." He blows up the uh side of the boat and it starts sinking. And Kitty Pride just like, "Okay, it don't matter if you kill me. I'm an X Man. They'll bring me back." And Sebastian's like, uh, no, they won't. Because you're not allowed in Krakoa. So since you're not in Krakoa, they never backed up your memory. So when you die, that's it for you. That's why your Omega Level Mutants have been hovering around you the whole time trying to protect you to make sure it didn't happen to you because they can't bring you back. So, bye. <laughs> and she sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, Sebastian starts smoking a cigar. The end. So, I'd probably get more out of this if I kept up with the story. It, like I said, these X-Men books got oh, so much shit going on. That's cool. All right. Uh, 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. All right. I don't believe I read any Marvel this week. It's the only one I read. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll go with this Wonder Woman. We're showing our bias, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Re- go, yeah, definitely Wonder Woman. Because I started picking it up, but I saw that $10 price tag, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's it's basically, it's seven fifty, so they're doing the celebration. The Wonder Woman celebration, like like you know, like Detective One Thousand, Action Comics One Thousand, you know, um, Spider Man so, Eight Hundred, yeah. Yeah, so they're doing this with with Wonder Woman, and it's just a bunch of short stories, sort of you know, tri- a tri- it's just a tribute to Wonder Woman, you know. And um, I mean, I can't say I'm a big Wonder Woman fan, so uh, um, I'm not familiar with her you know, a lot of her mythology, but, uh, but this was just a peek into, and they change you know, this shit so much. That's another thing. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff with her fighting cheetah. She goes, you know, fighting, you know, she, you know, stuff with her mom and going back to Themyscira and all that. Um, there's a really cool bombshells, uh, story in there. There's a story where she's this little girl who, uh, knows how to like, uh, make flowers and plants is like all she's like a big fan of wonder woman i thought that was a really cool story um it's but it's just basically celebrating wonder woman it's just a tribute to wonder woman or character and they're different i mean these what i got from this is like wonder woman's different she's a different hero than you know uh batman superman or batman she's trying to talk the enemy down a lot of times yeah, she's more just she's she's more empathetic. She's very she's she's more nurturing. Um and yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, you know, like I said I'm not a big Wonder Woman fan. I'm not not a fan. Never really got into her comic books, but uh just reading this, I'm like, you know, it's you know, it was nice to see just uh, a celebration of her character, you know. So, you know, yeah. So it's just a bunch of, like I said, it's it's yeah, it was a 10 like 100 pages but a bunch of short stories and pinups and stuff like that. So I give it a three out of five. It was just a, you know, a greatest hits, you know, a tribute to wonder woman, you know, that's you know. wonder woman. I, I always said I was going to go back and read like some of the old school wonder woman, maybe like the George Perez run, you know, Aries come from and stuff like that. But I don't know. I got sidetracked. Oh, I finally saw yeah. the bloodlines movie. I, I kind of liked it. Bloodlines. Uh... That DC animated movie. Oh, no, I didn't see it. Yeah, see, the thing is, with DC Universe, they used to drop this stuff the day of, like when the Doomsday Superman movies came out, that was the day of, but now they have some kind of policy now. 
where they released it 90 days after the stuff came out now so i had to wait and i wasn't oh. gonna buy it because i was like it's gonna come out anyway so it finally came out so yeah it was okay so no. uh my turn yeah let's see fuck what i read oh uh superman it's the superman superman number where am i 19 think about 19 okay Nineteen. Yeah, we're gonna go with that one. Okay, so like I said, this is the book after Superman revealed to the world that he's Clark Kent. So he's actually in the office with Perry Perry White, with all the uh, Daily Planet staff, you know, standing at the, you know, behind the window, trying to eavesdrop in on what's going on. And Perry White's just telling him, okay, now that the world knows you're Clark Kent, this creates a lot of problems for the Daily Planet. And Lois like, what kind of problems? I mean, first off, everybody knew we were we were friends with Superman anyway, so it's not like they're gonna attack us. I mean, hell, they already tried to attack us beforehand anyway. So what different? What what's gonna change? Well, first off, with the insurance companies, with uh, other rival newspapers, uh, the fact that he was hiding his identity and pretending like he knew Superman, that creates a big you know libel problem for us. We can get sued big time, you know. So Clark Kent, you're fired. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, but. I just had a position open up so you're rehired. I don't know what the fuck they had to do anything. So, yeah. So, I guess he had to hire Clark Kent officially under what he did before. So, put it on the books, put it like that. So, <clears throat> so Clark Kent works for the Daily Planet. Uh, he's still going to be named Clark Kent. He's like, so what's your name going to be on the byline? It's going to be Superman, going to be Clark Kent, it's going to be Chaz. What's, what's your name going to be? Kal El? He's like, yeah, I'll just stay Clark. Okay. You can be Clark, but. You can no longer cite your source as Superman. That's like illegal or some shit. You know, you can't do that. And Lois like, well, can I do it? She's like, shut up, Lois. You know, so uh, Superman, well, Clark. So he's not wearing glass anymore. He's just wearing a suit and tie, stuff like that. And Perry also tells him, oh, and now that the Clark Kent thing is done. So now I don't have to worry about you turning in papers late anymore. He's like, huh? Yeah, because the only reason I gave you a pass before, because, you know, Clark Kent was kind of like a moron, you know. Always clumsy, always tripping and shit like that. But now I know that you're, you were fooling and was acting, you know, an idiot on purpose. Now you can turn your papers in on time. They're like, uh, sure, Perry. Yeah, because you got super speed. I don't pay that up with my regular people. You're Superman. You can turn your paper on time. So he goes out to the the, the bullpen, hugs everybody. Uh, everybody's like, Superman, you did this, you did this, Clark Kent, like that. Then he flies and he just like eavesdropping in on people to see what they think about his situation. They don't care. <laughs> it's just like, fuck it, okay. He's Clark Kent. They really bother me. Then he goes to the Justice League, and the Justice League throws him at the Hall of Justice. They throw him a party. Okay, first half of that story. Next half of the story, we see in space, we see the Dominators, the Temerians, the Thanagarians. I can't remember that last alien group. They were all trying to inhabit this other planet, but since they're all in this united planet nation thing like that, they're going to, you know, go split the planet amongst themselves and, like, like own it. In, in general, but they can do that. They somebody crashes directly to the planet, and it turns out it's Mongol. Mongol's like, I don't give a fuck about the United Planets. I don't give a fuck about the United Nations. I'm gonna fuck all of your planets. I'm gonna fuck everybody up right now. He just starts beating shit out of people, just for no fucking reason. Superman shows up. Superman like, I'm sorry, I'm late, but I knew if I was here on time, Mongol wouldn't have showed up. And Mongol like, are you insulting me? If you were here, if I knew you were here, I would have came here faster. I can kick your ass in front of everybody. So Mongol. And Superman fight, and eventually Mongol actually just beats the shit out of him. And at the end of the book, Superman is just knocked the fuck out, uncold. I mean, out cold. And Mongol's like, "Okay, who's next?" The end. So, yeah, like it was two stories put in one. Sort of kind of entertaining. 
don't know. <laughs> you sound thrilled. I mean, I'm, I'm, some of it was, some of it. It was just a, it was a shock because I thought the story was gonna go this way. Where we you know Superman like really talking about what, but they didn't really just deal with it. I think they just like this Superman uh, secret identity thing. I think it's like it's it's done. It's out. Fuck it. So it's not gonna be like any repercussions from it or consequences from it. It's just like it's it's a thing. Okay. And now he's off in space doing some other shit because people in space don't care who he is. He's Superman. So, <laughs> yeah, three to five. Huh. All right. Well, let's see. What I should I do the the bat Batman? I guess I can do Batman. I mean, you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I go. Well, there's that and detective. Should I just do the Bat Minute? Go for it. Yeah, you knock both at the same time. All right. Okay. Batman eighty seven. Wait, 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 wait. You do detective. I do Batman. That's the last book I got. Okay. You yeah. want me to do Detective? <laughs> yeah. You do Detective, I do Batman. Even though you read okay. both, but yeah. All right. All right. I'll go do Detective. What is it? Detective, uh, shit. The new Detective Comics. Shit, I forget what number it is. 10, 18 or something. Um, so this is uh, wrapping up that, um, this uh, Viking Santa Claus Christmas special. <laughs> so there was uh, some bunch of murders going around Gotham during Christmas. Um, Batman's been investigating and there seemed to be done in sort of this Norse mythology ritual, um, which coincides with the winter solstice. And he uncovers, um, that it's this Viking God, uh, like creep, like, like dude going around chopping off heads and creating blood eagles, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, for those who don't know what blood eagles are, basically it's a, it was like a, a Viking ritual where, uh, if you commit, I, from what I understand, if you committed a crime or something, um, they basically cut holes in your back and Damn. pulled your lungs out of your back. What? And that, while you were still, yeah, while you were still alive and your lungs would, you were still breathing. So your lungs would fill up with air and they would almost look like wings, you know out of sticking your lungs would be sticking out of your back while you're breathing and they would puff out like wings and shit. Um, they call it a blood Eagle. And I guess, is it something like if you screamed, if you screamed while this was happening, then you didn't go to Valhalla. What? So, okay. Yeah. That's so that, yeah, that, that's just shit. I learned that's anyway, that's from an Amon Amarth song. That's what, what the hell. That, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Viking metal, get into it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so Batman's investigates this, this, these murders. It turns out this cult is trying to, uh, resurrect this like Norse goddess. Um, and basically Batman comes and saves the day and, uh, you know, the, the they do resurrect this goddess and this big monster comes and eats a bunch of them and Batman fights it, of course, and finds its weakness and sends it back to the tor- porthole and shit and, and then Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> so pretty cool. It was fun. You know, I give it a four out of five. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. Like I said, that was Detective. Hoping the Batman story can match up with that. So the Batman, which one is this one? 87? 87. Okay. So Batman yeah. 87. Uh, the book starts off with Riddler and Penguin having a phone call basically about that uh, some crazy guy named the designer is coming after both of them. And mm-hmm. Ping was like, I'm already a step ahead of you. Uh, and you look at his uh, room, and it's just a whole bunch of dead people in the room. He basically saw his lieutenants. He's already killed all of them. So that way, the, the designer can't find any information about the penguin. 
And Riddler's just like, I'm just nervous as fuck. And it, Riddler looks weird as fuck. I don't know if they did something to him or I missed whatever story that was going on with that. Says, so, yeah, he hasn't slept in three months and shit. Yeah, but he got like <laughs> like dinosaur bones in his back and some shit. Yeah, he's all fucked up. <clears throat> I mean, fucking Penguin looks wicked too, man. Penguin just look that's just like a cool ass design, you know. Yeah. But I think whatever Riddler's gonna I think that has something to do with the, the year of the villain shit. Uh-huh. Lex Luthor did some shit to him or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh but anyway, we cut through it and like I said, the last book, those five assassins that got together and they were you know, gonna pull off a target, but nobody knows what the target is. So the police have got him and apparently the new police commissioner is now Harvey Bullock. Now I don't know if this has something to do with the Gordon who laughs or what, but yeah, Bullock is the new police commissioner now. Uh, Batman shows up. They have a conversation, and Bullock's like, "I don't, I don't, I'm not Gordon. Don't sneak up on me like that." You know, he's like, "I don't care, Bullock. Just take him to the black book, black box. What was the black block? Did I say it right? The box, <laughs> the black box, block. Fuck the black, black box? block, black That's block, the black block. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Uh, the black block. Okay, so the black block is uh this ultra security prison in the bottom of gcpd for criminals too dangerous for arkham batman's like i'm tired of putting these guys in arkham because they're just gonna just break out anyway so he had lucius fox build a cell so good that even batman can't break out of it so if you know batman can't break out of it these guys can't break out of it so batman goes down there he's like uh he wants to talk to slade first because he wants to know what the hell they're in gotham for anyway and, and Slade is like in this in the black box, and he's black bo- black block, <laughs> you know. And he's just like, uh, yeah, Batman, this little cell you got me in is cute, but I'm gonna break out of it anyway. It doesn't really matter. And he's like, who are you working for? You know, where are they? You know, it's just shit. Batman always says, and Slade like, I'm not telling you anything. Matter of fact, you can talk to the rest of these guys too. They don't know anything, but you're gonna talk to them anyway. So Batman's like, okay, Bullock, uh, open the cell for Cheshire. And Bullet's like, Batman, I told you, I'm not Gordon. Don't boss me around. And another thing, I'm not opening the cell because Cheshire got all kind of like poison stuff on her. And that's why my guys didn't touch her. And Batman's like, that's what she wants you to think. So she op- he opened up the uh, cell and he realized it's like made of clay or some shit. Basically, she's, she's the body double. Yeah. Yeah. So Cheshire's already out on the street right now. So Batman realized what the fuck's going on. So it's a body double. She's out on the street. She's about to complete her target. He don't know who the target is, but he knows he needs to get there. So he's in the bat plane. <clears throat> he's talking Correction, to Lucius. The night crawler or some shit. The night walker, the street or walker. Or night something. Something, yeah. Something. yeah. Some and, new Batman vehicle. Yeah, some new Batman vehicle. He's stalking the city, stuff like that. Talking to Lucius. Lucius, like, narrowed down who she, who her targets might be. Well, we know she, and Lucius, like, well, considering all who they might be going for, I think they're going for the, the the CEO of Wayne Enterprises, which is me. So you might need to double time it over here, Batman. Hurry up and, and find me. Like, okay. Lucius finds her location. Batman goes there, but he realized he don't have enough time to get there. So they get to use a machine called, what was it called? The, the Bat Shot? The Bat yeah, Shot. That thing, yeah, the little skateboard thing. The that skateboard he rides. thing. Now, here's the thing about this skateboard thing. I actually did some research on this because I think that thing looks way too familiar. That was a toy for the 1989 Batman line. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was a toy. I remember that. They called it the Bat Sled. The so bat that was sled. the exact same fucking thing. I'm like, oh, my God. They put this in a comic. <laughs> so all the goofy shit that they didn't put in the movie, Tinny and a Tiny, what the fuck this name is, doing this shit here. 
you know. So <clears throat> he shoots himself off riding down the street in a bat sled, chasing at the Cheshire. Cheshire hops off a motorbike, lands on him, tries to scratch him and shit like that, you know, put poison in him. And he's like, any last words, Batman? He was like, yeah, uh, duck or some shit, you know. Turns around, she gets hit by a fucking truck. Well, he's on the bat sled, just slides right underneath it. So that shit, like, kill her, <laughs> you know. Especially she got, like, blood all over the street and shit like that. And all she does is look at Batman like, good one, Batman. You got me that time. Like, you should be dead, you know. And Batman's like, who are you working for? You know, she don't know shit either. Um, damn, how did the book end? I can't remember. Uh, basically, the, what do you call it? It's all those uh, fucking, the assassins. Oh, the assassin, like, yeah. The escaping. Assassin, yeah, Penguin breaks them out. Yeah, and penguins, yeah. So penguins trying to get up one up on this designer. Yeah. Because um, he lets them out, but he didn't let them completely out. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously the design the whatever plan they have is penguins plan and the designer stole it from them. So Yeah. And so we, yeah. yeah. So I guess we'll find out what's going on from there, but yeah. Um Overall, three point five out of five. I like it. I don't. I don't know how I feel about the bat sled now that I remember that toy. You know, because it's like I'm going up. This is a four point five for me. I love this because I don't know how I feel. I mean, I, I kind of feel cool about okay. They stuck a bat sled in here, that old ass toy, and then another thing. Uh, like uh, Chester was like, "Why didn't my poison work on you?" Oh, I did. Blah 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 blah. Oh, you use the anti Cheshire poison uh, ray or some shit. Yeah. Batman plan, but it's funny. Like, like um, whoever this designer is, like out planning Batman. Like, <laughs> like, right? Like he know, like he knows the city. Whoever this guy is, or yeah, she is, like, whoever. Yeah, he's out. He's <clears throat> like, oh, Batman's pr- all that preparation that Batman does. Well, this motherfucker did the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's some kind of, and that's why the story is called the Grand Design. So obviously, somebody's out prepping Batman. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was great. Um, I thought the art was fucking dope. Mm-hmm. This what's his name? Gilliam March. Holy shit! So he, yeah, Riddler and Penguin. They look fucking sick, man. They do. Like, cause it didn't. Cause I don't think the Penguin been in through some weird shit. It's just a different design. Well, where Riddler's been through some weird shit, you know. Yeah, and so. Penguin's got fangs and shit. And, mm-hmm. Like it's kind of Danny DeVito, but not Danny DeVito. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the, like just even like the like Batman's design, like the, there's like one panel where Batman's like kind of kneeling down, his cape is like kind of folded out like bat wings and all the folds, and and then of course Catwoman, Catwoman's looking hot as fuck. Yeah, you know? I don't know how I feel about the exposed armpits or whatever the fuck she got going on, but you know. <laughs> it's not tactical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he's, I just yeah, I, I I really dug on this. I'm really digging on this. New I, I think I'm still trying to get a feel for his writing. Like I know all you guys are more familiar with his writing than I am, so I'm still trying to get a feel for what his Batman is. I mean, I'm gonna get there eventually. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. He's he's not he's not doing Tom King stuff. I, I realize that he's yeah, not being. This Scott is all just, this is just a summer blockbuster. It's all action, action packed. You know, he's still uh, still dealing with you know Alfred. You know. But you don't get like a whole issue with just well, not yet anyway. But you know, yeah. like he's dealing with this shit on the fly, you know. Yeah, and this 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 cool action scene, yeah, with the with the yeah with the bat sled and shit. That and yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm glad the assassins got out because I was like, damn, that that would be a cool ass story to stretch over up here to time. I said that last issue, like with those five assassins, would have been cool like to spread that out. And now the assassins are loose. Now we can have that story. So I'm like, that's that's too cool of an idea to just pass over just one issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. 
That's cool. All I got. So. Um, I guess the only one I read was the Vampironica New Blood number two. So this is the Archie Horror Comics line. Um, vamp, uh, Veronica is a vampire. She's finding out that her family has uh, basically come from a long line of vampires throughout history and were one of the first vampires in America. Um, and she's dealing with this like vampire street gang that is causing some shit. And we find out in this issue that her dad is behind some of the shit and that he's basically hired this vampire street gang to cause all this shit. So that's like the big twist that we're learning in this issue. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I like these. I'm, I really dig on these Archie horror books, you know, and Vampironica's pretty fun. So, yeah, four out of five. And that's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Eli, man, you know what? You actually made me feel better today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of this episode, I wasn't feeling too hot just because of the whole thing. Now I'm feeling a lot better just because, you know what? That's the thing. This 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 whole podcast is kind of therapeutic sometimes. Yeah. You know, just sitting back and just have fun. I mean, like I said, you, you got your own shit going on. Hopefully, this shit for an hour, you know, took took some, some of that pressure off your mind. So Yeah. And hopefully everybody yeah. else will listen to whatever you listen to. This is just fun relaxation. That's what we do. We're here to have fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, listen this long. Definitely like, share, and subscribe. Definitely listen to our other podcasts. We have a sister podcast, Geek Sav. Eli, you've been slipping. Wait, you've been hurt. Never mind. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> been able to get out. Mamba <laughs> mentality, Eli. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. What else we got? We got uh, this Geeks and Comics. We got Comic Cast. If listen to them, they've been giving us a shout out lately. Uh, they're trying to draft Eli. You can't have Eli. Uh, <laughs> he, he's here. Uh, we got. What else? Oh, I oh, I ordered I ordered some hoodies. We got swag, yo. Okay, if I you did it, I got to do it also. I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna wait for like my bonus to kick in. So I, I ordered a both of a geek savs and a comic book bullies hoodie. So nice. I got okay. Some hoodies, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna country. get it too. I, I feel bad that everybody else is wearing our shit except <laughs> us. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? Who else? Who Hoodie TV? I'm not allowed to talk about them anymore. Well, I guess Hoodoo, like, Get Valiant is Hoodoo TV now or something like that. So I can't talk about either one of them now or what? Uh, Well, Bloodshot. You like Bloodshot? Nah, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll get confirmation from the the powers that be to to realize that. Even though they told me, I forgot. (laughs) Forgive me. Uh, No more talking balls. No more that. Wrestling Council. And hell, I think that's it. So, yeah, definitely. It's uh, destruction. Oh, instrument destruction. Yes, right. Uh, I'm pretty sure some some transformer shit going on somewhere. Uh, yeah. Next week we're gonna talk about Birds of Prey. We don't know how much about Birds of Prey we're gonna talk about. <laughs> we may just say it sucks and just move on. We don't know. <laughs> we'll go from there, and we'll hopefully we have a more upbeat episode with some 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 fun shit happening. Uh, until then, it's yeah. Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel. I believe in me, I know I can be Whatever it is he got for me Ain't no stopping me Cause you know I got it, I got it Yeah, look buddy, I got it I got it, I got it Oh, and that nigga, I got it I got the juice 
About a gallon, maybe two And it's dripping on my soup I got the proof Ain't no way that I could lose Ain't no way that I could choose to be Anything lesser than a G Kyle, can you feel its energy? Happy nigga, ain't no hating me I'm about to bless all of my enemies Never thought that all of this could happen I was stupid, damn it Just imagine I remember all you niggas laughing Now I'm changing lives All the rapping The goofy movie is my favorite tape I wanna take Roxanne on a date I used to wanna be like Superman Until I saw Goku without a cape Damn, yo Look at what we got here Hit the bottom but got to a top tier Ain't tryna hear what you gotta say to my face Anyway, nigga, you are not here Bad nigga with a goal, he a real digger In the basement working but no digger I keep help everywhere that I go Inside Ginger, he nine cho Now, I'm here to tell you They gon' try to keep a real nigga down They gon' try you But little nigga, you got it You got it Yeah, little nigga, you got it You got it you got it, yeah, everybody, you got it I believe in me, I know I can be Whatever red is he got for me Ain't no stopping me Cause you know I got it, I got it Yeah, buddy, I got it, I got it, I got it Oh, hey, that nigga, I got it, I get it, I got it I want it, I cop it You come help me get it, we divvy the profit They gon' make a deposit Now tell me who gon' stop it, bet I'm gon' be poppin' Cause I'm fly like a robin Twiddle D, twiddle dummies, you dumb in the noggin We be pimpin' and mobbin' Bitch, I'm cold as a hockey Remember when he told you he would leave? Told you that it wasn't meant to be? Now you got the finest rim and weave Booty growing big as it can be Bootiful and smart on speaking facts Niggas lining up to pay the tax Combo number three, you like a snack? Now that nigga tryna get you back Remember when she said that you was broke? Ain't believe the plan cause you was woke Now you big and now she see the growth Got your bank account about to blow When you drowning water, get too deep Keep working, never know what you could be I swear you ain't got up believing me I got support from all the hidden leaf them niggas was gonna try you They gonna tell you you ain't fine enough They gonna tell you your whip ain't riding enough But I tell you, you got it Yeah, little nigga, we got it We got it, we got it Yeah, little nigga, we got it I believe in me, I know I can be Whatever it is he got for me Ain't no stopping me Cause you know I got it I got it, yeah, little buddy, I got it, Yo, man. I got it, I got it, oh, hey, that nigga, I got it, back in the day, wasn't shit poppin' but some overridden baka, fit can't cop it, designer ain't rockin', band make them damn wasn't in my pockets, hating our music didn't make no profit, I was blind from the dollar, couldn't window shopping, band old studio didn't have an option, pot on the stool wasn't the only thing rockin', oh, dread on the head, how I loved it, oh, 2010 got a rocket, oh, out of the atmosphere, shine like a chandelier, bird, bad, fur, clad, I'm the only nigga here, see how God work, we bout to not work, I lost a lot first, I gained the world though, nothing comes easy, believe me, there's love and the pain, some things you just gotta hurt for sometimes, yeah, but I got it, I got it, but I got it, I got it now, but I got it, I got it, but I got it, I got it, but I got it, I got it now, I believe in me, I know I can be, whatever it is he got for me, ain't no stopping me, cause you know, I got it, I got it, yeah, look, buddy, I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, hey, that nigga, I got it. Young Cruz.